Hey, Jack. All right. You got the stuff? Yeah. All cleaned and oiled. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let's get it on. Who are these guys? It's my theme music. Every good hero should have some. Keep your team strong, need someone to lean on. This is not a gimmick, we live it. Now dream on, get the game tight. Then I put my team on. Get behind us and sing, cause every hero needs a theme song. Keep your team strong, need someone to lean on. This is not a gimmick, we live it. Now dream on, get the game tight. Then I put my team on. Get behind us and sing, cause every hero needs a theme song. Damsel in distress, faulty equipment. If you got a problem, we the one to fix it. Screen won't work. Can't get on my level. If you got a problem, we can get it settled. level rivals that have Hey, this is Jay. Hey, you guys. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up? This is Ellie. Welcome back to Death Cakes, episode three. So three, yeah, it's our first uh, movie episode. Well, yeah, and what a fucking movie, people. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I. Uh, I have to say, this movie is probably one of the reasons why we wanted to do a podcast on our, our yeah. imaginary chalkboard. It's, you know, in the top three reasons why we, we want to do a podcast. Because we listen to other shows like uh, We Hate Movies, How Did This Get Made, okay. which also, you know, tackles bad movies like this. And we have requested it before. And yeah. it never gets picked up. And We Hate Movies, even, in one of their episodes said, yeah, we get requests from Meteor Man, but we never, we we just can't figure it out. You know, and, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny because, you know, that, again, like you said, this is one of the reasons why we want to do a podcast, you know, it's just, it's because no one seemed to want to touch this movie. Yeah. You know? And now we know why. <laughs> and, and I want to issue a formal apology to We Hate Movies forever suggesting. This oh my god, them. yeah, you guys you guys sat through it. Because <laughs> this one's hard, folks. <laughs> it really is. I mean it suffers from I mean we're gonna we're gonna get into all of this when we start analyzing it, but I mean pacing problems. I mean you'll go 10, 15 minutes with like absolutely nothing happening. Yeah, you'll get a lot of exposition, or actually, you, you won't get a lot of exposition. You'll get a lot of words in in a ten fifteen minute span, but you're really not learning anything about the characters. Right, just a lot of pointless info, and you know, and and it's just, and it's ridiculous. This movie is ridiculous. Man. Yeah, you know, and yeah, just for some context for you younger viewers, listeners, this movie came out in August of nineteen ninety three. Yep, Illy and I were there opening weekend. We saw this opening freaking weekend. You know what? And I was talking to you not too long ago, trying to figure out why did we go see this movie? Why did we be so anxious? And I kind of remember. Do you remember the um the commercials for it? Yeah, it looked kind of cool. Yeah, the it had like the cool. it had like comic panels, like you see like the drawings of the comics, and then they would come to life, and then you see you know him fighting or flying or something. It looked like it might have been kind of cool, something interesting and, and, and funny. Yeah, and then, of course, they list all the people that are in the movie because this is one of those movies that they used to do back in the day where they would get just a shit ton of, of stars of the day, stars of you know old and new, and, and put them all in a movie together. Right, they really right. don't do that anymore. 
Yeah, well, there's a reason why. And you know, yeah. Now, if you see an ensemble like that, you know to run like hell. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy where they went. They they got, uh, they've got James Earl Jones. They've got Darth Vader in this movie. <laughs> they got. Yeah, nah, well, you know what? It actually might have been a cooler movie if they did have Darth Vader in it. Yeah. <laughs> they they've got uh, from Benson. They've got Robert Guillaume. They've got Robert Guillaume. Yep. They've they've got uh, Bill Cosby's in here. Big Daddy can't the the rappers of the quote unquote the time yeah I mean, you that. had Kane you had Naughty by Nature with it Cypress Hill was in it we're like damn what kind of movie is this you yeah know? yeah you had uh, Tiny Lister who played Debo in Friday you had John yeah. Witherspoon from Friday I mean you had all these people and they were barely used yeah yeah yeah, we're definitely going to get into that. Um, I don't know. You want to take a break real quick before we do it? Yeah, let, let's do a break now and come back because we got to power through this. Yes, this sir. is shit, people. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. We'll be right back. All right. See you on the other side. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jello pudding pops. Frozen pudding on a stick. You know, all the finest castles serve Jell-O pudding pops. They do? Mm-hmm. It's a snack fit for a king because it's so rich and creamy. Yeah! And Mom won't throw you into the old dungeon when you eat it because she knows it's made with real pudding. It is? Mm-hmm. Jell-O brand pudding pops. All the goodness of real Jell-O pudding made with milk so you know it's wholesome. A veritable feast for the tummy. And I won't end up in the dungeon. Ha, 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 ha. Burger King announces Thundercats meal packs. There's four of them in all for you to collect and trade. And every week there's an amazing new Thundercats treasure with a flame royal burger, golden fries, and an ice cold drink. It's a delicious adventure. You're up. Quick, give me a green one. Only one homer left. That's for me. Here's a triple. M&M's chocolate candies. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Okay. Let's let's get this started. Let's yeah, so things. real quick, real quick. You know, I want to go through the casting. Okay, so we have Robert Townsend, who, of course, he plays uh, Jefferson Reed. He's our main character. Yeah, he also wrote and starred in this movie. Uh, yeah, he he is a uh, you know a uh, writer, actor, producer. Right, right. Remember, um, he did Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah, and he did classic the Five Heartbeats. Yep. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That was in fact that was maybe like what about a year and a half, two years before this. Yeah, yeah. This was his last movie. Uh, well, <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll soon find out. You'll figure out exactly why. Yeah, for good reason. Because <laughs> after this, he didn't have a movie. He had, he had a TV show right after. But he hasn't made a movie since. He had one of the first TV shows on the WB. When, when the WB first first 
came out. The it was the, the we we black network. Because <laughs> it was Robert Townsend's show, which was called Parenthood, or yeah, Parenthood. the Parent, the Parenthood. Yeah. The Parenthood with with an apostrophe in front of the hood. Yeah, and then there was the Wayne's Brothers show, and then a couple other black shows. Was it Girlfriends and something else? Uh, no, Girlfriends was on the other one. That was uh, on a, yeah, this is a book before they, they merged with UPN and became the CW. I just want to say, and I don't want to get off on that tangent, but I think me and my siblings are the only only people in the world who like the Wayne's Brothers. And I don't know why. We love that fucking show. Yeah, I can't stand it. And we're, un- we're unapologetic about it. We love the show. Put season two and three out on DVD, goddammit. <laughs> and now that plugs out of the way. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about the... Let's get back to the cast here. Yeah, yeah. So Robert Townsend, his best friend is uh, Eddie Griffin. Who, uh, I don't know, was he was he that well-known back then? I know he, he, he was doing stand-up. Was he doing acting? I don't think... I mean, yeah, he was known for a stand-up mostly. Yeah, all right. So we got uh, yeah. So he's there. Um, like we said, Robert Guillaume, who's uh from St. Louis, and uh, yeah, he was Benson on Soap, and of course on his uh spinoff show Benson on Soap, he was the butler. And I'm mentioning that because he's uh Jefferson's father. Mm-hmm. His mother's Marla Gibbs, who we all know who that is, right? We should. Yeah, that is uh, if you don't know, shame on you, but that's uh Florence. From the Jeffersons. The, the sassy maid. maid. The bu- yeah, the sassy maid and the sassy butler raised the punk of a son. <laughs> Just a bitch. Oh, what a good <laughs> man. So we got uh, James Earl Jones, like you said. He's his neighbor in the building. Mr. Moses. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Moses. Um, we got a lot of other people, but, you know, as we go along in here, you'll... Uh, we'll touch we'll, on we'll, them. We'll, yeah, we'll touch on them. Some of them more than them. others. <laughs> yeah we'll just say that yeah so yeah so go ahead go ahead well let's just get into it and honestly folks we're gonna be bouncing around here to try and take you through this what happens in this movie yeah because this movie is not this movie is not like like we were telling you it's 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 paced all bad you know you got stuff in there that's irrelevant doesn't make any sense like the first fucking eight and a half minutes of the movie can be omitted omitted altogether yeah and it make a bit of difference you know so we can't talk about this scene by scene so we just got to talk to you about just about the yeah about the movie itself and these characters because damn it (laughs) (laughs) i mean full disclosure it took me four sittings to get through this and get my notes for this show because I couldn't watch it in one sitting. It only took me, uh, well, it took me two sittings. One, because I hadn't seen the movie in years, you know, probably since my teen years. And the second time to do the notes. And the notes, the notations, it took me a good, it took probably about time and a half to get mm-hmm. all the way through that. And it was brutal. Because after the first time, I didn't want to watch this movie ever again. No, no I never watched it. Oh god. But uh yeah. So makes for a good podcast, doesn't it folks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know, this movie is on on YouTube in its entirety. So if you haven't seen it and you're the least bit curious, I would say pause this show right now. Go watch it. If you don't kill yourself, come back. <laughs> and uh 
can just agree with us because this yeah. is a bad movie. So yeah, it's on YouTube for a reason. I don't know who's yeah. gonna pay for it. No, hell no. I would. Hell pay. no. Not again. So let's uh get into this. So Robert Townsend plays a character named Jefferson Reed, and he lives in this neighborhood in D.C. where everyone is a fucking shallow villain. I'm not a villain. They're, they're shallow, one-dimensional people. They and really are. Like, everybody on the show is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. They, they have no redeeming qualities whatsoever, except for maybe the dad. That's maybe it. him, but you know what? It's kind of his fault this whole thing gets started. Yeah. Because so, they're walking they're, they're walking across the street, or excuse me, they're walking home from the grocery store, and there's a, there's there's a gang member trying to make a crack sale, hand to hand crack sale, and you know his wife and or and, and and Robert Townsend, they're like, yeah, you know, let's let's cross the street. And he said he decides he's not going to cross the street. Hmm. He just says, no, this is our own neighborhood. I'm not crossing no street. So. Not only does he not cross the street, which, I mean, I guess that's fine if you don't want to cross the street, but he bumps right into him. On Why? purpose. Why? Well, What's the point of that? I, I mean, from a certain standpoint, I understand. Okay, he's trying to stand up for his community and say, you know, no drugs here. Yeah, well. It, it, which I kind of commend. Because he had this great line when the, uh, when the drug dealer's trying to come after him. You're lucky that didn't break, old man. See you later, old man. You don't have to see me later. See me now, punk. And if you didn't recognize that voice, that was, of course, Don Cheadle, the war machine himself. Yeah. In one of his first roles. Yeah, I'm surprised he got more work after this because it's Don Cheater with some gold in his hair. His hair is dyed blonde. Yes, yes. This, this local gang is called the Golden Lords. Jesus Christ. And they all have blonde hair. Just dyed blonde hair. Which Hey, what, did they predate Dennis Rodman? Yeah. I think maybe that's... I think Dennis Rodman watched Meteor Man when he went down to San Antonio for the Spurs and that's when he... Because he wasn't like that on the Pistons. Uh-uh. I think he saw Meteor Man and decided, you know, I want to be like a Golden Lord out there on the court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, this... Um, this gang, the the Golden Lords, they've got a stranglehold on this community with drugs and violence and what, whatever. So the the community's scared and they but, want but see this is why I don't understand why Robert Guillaume decides he's gonna bump into the into the into Don Cheadle make him drop his crack vial and then step on it what kind of hero what what kind of reckless re- reckless guy are you I mean you're trying to get yourself killed yeah basically and he almost does but the cops happen to come by yeah, and he sure did talk tough when the cops were there, but as you'll know, um, yeah, he's created this whole shitstorm. So, Robert Guillaume, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, and and say goodbye to the cops, because you will not see them in this movie again oh, until, the oh, last, oh. until the last scene of this movie. Oh, oh these cops, man. These fuck- Let me tell you something. None of these cops in this movie are cutting the mustard. Every one of them should be fired. So the cops- well, they're not there. Yeah, they're, they're not. Because- it would be one thing if they were... You know what? I'm I'm gonna wait. Let's keep going with with uh, sort of a synopsis of the, this movie. 
All right, so so we, we continue from that scene. We cut right ahead. And we go to where um, Jefferson is. He, he's he's carrying. A, he, he plays bass in a in a jazz band. Yeah. Now let's talk about this real quick. Jefferson Reed. He is a substitute teacher who is in a a jazz trio with Eddie Griffin. And a mysterious third person that they never talk about, never mention, <laughs> never see. Right. <laughs> so, jazz trio. So you don't know. And and then also, Jefferson has just gotten out of a relationship two months prior to this movie, and he's still hurt. You know, he's still still missing his his ex. And these are all semi relevant points that that are gonna come back in a minute. But, uh, so maybe that's why he's, he's, he's also losing his marbles because he's about to go to rehearsal and he gets in his car. He's got no gas in his car. Who the fuck runs out of gas at home? I don't know. At, on, at home, you've got no gas in your car. You just, was he Cosmo Kramer? He's going to drive as far as he can make it with, without yeah. filling up his tank. And then, so he, he doesn't have gas. So he looks right across the street at the community center where his parents happen to be, you know, with the neighborhood watch group. And he goes in there to bum gas money off. Mm-hmm. So he goes in there, and they're they're talking about trying to organize the neighborhood, and they want to uh, they want to start a, they want to start a neighborhood watch basically to to counteract the golden lords and the gangs and the drugs and everything. And so they pass out these bright orange, <laughs> these fluorescent <laughs> orange. <laughs> it's like you hunter orange. You know what? You know what? I can't even do it any justice. Do you have that clip? You crazy if you think I'm going to walk up some dark alley with a large orange hat on my head and a whistle. I can see the headlines now. Golden Laws kill old man in loud orange hat and stuff a whistle up his butt. <laughs> so, Darth Vader. No, no, stop. <laughs> stop. Because Darth Vader just <laughs> said someone's going to shove a whistle up his butt. <laughs> this is Mufasa. Everybody, oh, oh my God. This, uh, is, this is this is the voice of CNN. I feel like and he you. was the voice of CNN at the time. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, while that's going on, he's going. He, he he gets some gas money off of his parents, and he walks outside, and his car is vandalized. Yeah, it's the tires are slashed, the windows are busted. And his his radio stolen, and his base is gone. And he doesn't react worth a damn. Can I just talk about that real quick? He's like, "They took my radio and my base, dude. Did someone broke into your car? I'd be stole your shit. Exactly. You'd be pissed. You'd be livid. You'd be. (laughs) And not only that, but he sees like some 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 litter next, like like an empty milk jug and an empty beer bottle or something." And he decides, okay, I'm going to pick this up and throw it in the trash and be a good citizen. What the fuck? Your car is destroyed. You got glass all over the place, but you're going to pick up yeah. trash in the dump. I- <laughs> but this leads him to the trash can that's right at this alleyway. So he he peeks down the alleyway and sees these two kids mugging this lady. Well, we say mugging. The lady's laying on the ground. The one kid, maybe eight years old, is gently holding the lady by the arm while the other kid is rifling through her purse 
And so what the hell is going on with this lady? Because she's just sitting there on the ground. Like, she can't... She's screaming her head off. Yeah, but she can't get up and just run. She can't bring her, bring her arm away from an eight-year-old and, t- and run her ass off. I guess I, I don't... Well, probably because she knows what's further down the alley. And, yeah, so... Well, we now we know what's further down the alley because you hear the sound of a slinky. Yeah. A slinky. More on that later, then, guys. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> and then out of the shadows come the golden lords come first the junior lords who are teenagers who actually happen to be the 90s hip hop or uh, no R&B boy band another bad creation yeah it's like the curse of Michael Bivens yeah <laughs> then then the adult golden lords come out and they're all and in the center is this man flipping this slinky, slinky back and forth. And that's our villain of the movie, everybody. This yep. is Simon. Simon played by... I don't remember the name, but he was also a, in Hollywood Shuffle, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, he he's uh, Roy Fagans. Roy Fagans, there we go. Yeah, and he, he's a regular uh, collaborator with Robert Townsend. Oh, I think well. he's been in every Robert Townsend movie. Talk about going down with the ship. Yeah. Yeah, so he is Simon, and for whatever reason, they are pissed off because because uh, Jefferson has broken up these two little kids' initiation into the Golden Lords. So he sends the Lords chasing after Jefferson Reed. <laughs> yeah, it's so, some real Looney Tune shit right here, so, because that, that chase... Yeah, through alleys. And see, he, from what we saw, Jefferson never went, walked down the alley. He's still standing on the street looking down right. the alleyway. Just the corner where his car was gone. Yeah. His car was, was, was broken into. But then all of a sudden, he's in these back alleyways where there's nobody around. <laughs> and, and the Golden Lords aren't subtle because when they run and chase, they chant. This is your initiation. You want to be a golden lord? Then get it. Lords, 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 lords. And then the rest of them who didn't give chase, they're just standing back in there in that same alley, or by one of those uh those bump drum fires, and they're like, golden lord, 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 lord. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then the deleted scenes. <laughs> but but they, they they chase him, and he turns a corner, hops in a dumpster, and closes the lid, and he hides there. And then one of the two kids that that's on this initiation, they look in the dumpster because of course he would be hiding in a dumpster. <laughs> Of course, of course, and gonna too far. They were right on his ass. Yeah, and the little kid happens to be a kid that's in Robert Townsend's class, and he feels bad for. I, I keep bouncing back and forth between Jefferson and Robert Townsend, the same person, but uh, he sees Jeff in the dumpster, and he's like, "Nah, nobody's here." He actually lets him go, but uh, well, and 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 before that. When the kids looking in there, and the guys, the, one of them is like, "Oh, come on, he's not stupid enough to hide in there." 
But why, why wouldn't he be? That's like the smartest place to go yeah. hide. You got right on his ass. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, yeah, so he's in there for hours. He's in there for five hours. It is like yeah. 3.30 in the morning now. And now, keep in mind, no one's gone looking for Jeff. No, no. And no. He missed his rehearsal. He's right outside the community center. They had to have seen his car broken into, and he never came home. No one knows where he is. No one called the police, nothing. And there's no cell phones back then, so of course you would have called the police if you thought someone was missing. Exactly. Oh, can you imagine if there were cell phones back then? He's in there, oh, hiding mm. in the dumpster, and his phone went off, and they went and just like <laughs> get him in the dumpster. He opened a dumpster, put a couple caps in it. Done. So he finally gets out of this dumpster, and I think he's lost because he's just looking around, and he just starts shuffling down the alleyway. He gets it. Let me go back. He gets out of this dumpster. He's wearing a white suit when he jumps in. Four hours later, in a dumpster, that right. suit is it, clean. That suit was completely clean. But he jumps out, and he's walking down this alley, and the wind starts to blow, and he he's looking at his hands for god knows what reason <laughs> like his hands generated all this wind but <laughs> this horrible cgi not even cgi it was like some sort of weird green green meteor which is a perfect circle for this movie <laughs> the perfect sphere yep. and this motherfucker is on his ass it's like on a tractor beam going right toward him it it chased him better than the Golden Lords did. <laughs> it's, the Golden Lords put out a contract with this meteor that's tracking down. So he starts running, running away from the meteor. And he gets to this dead end. And the meteor, of course, hits him. And you, that should be the end of the movie right there. He yeah, ought to be dead. Yeah, but you see this effect, this again bad special effect of the meteor hitting him and then sinking into his body being absorbed by his body and then next scene he's being pulled out out of an ambulance and going in the hospital I don't know who called the ambulance yeah they sure didn't call when he was missing no no and you would have thought that someone would have said oh my god there was a meteor but nobody knows what's wrong with him Nobody knows. He's just got burns all over his body, apparently. Yeah, out of nowhere. There's no fire, nothing. You just find him in the alley. They happen to find him in this, this maze of dark alley. The meteor, you know, like I said, a meteor just hit D.C., okay? Not too long ago, a meteor hit Russia and destroyed a lot. Yeah, and it didn't even it land in the city. It landed out in the country with this just the sonic boom. Yeah, just the <laughs> sonic boom. Nobody saw it, was, heard nothing. The sonic boom broke mirrors and windows there's glass everywhere because of the the sound just the you know from it entering the atmosphere not in dc yeah jefferson robert townsend should be just be just just obliterated by now but no no he's burnt no. and the ambulance takes him away and we see like a the the footstep we see like the feet and dra- in like a big cloak of like this vagrant who mm-hmm. was like laying on the ground in the alley before uh, this whole media thing happened, he walks by. He just picks up a piece, of the, a piece of the, the meteor just left behind, and walks off with. Yeah, it. Yeah, and it's a good sized chunk. It's I don't know, 
maybe a little bit big. It, it's about the shape of a football, but it's pretty big. It's like right, like a fire log or something, you know, you know, big right. piece of firewood or something. Nice. I, I yeah. don't know how to describe how big it was, but it would take two hands to carry. Say that. Yeah. So let's cut ahead and yeah, and kind of make short work of this because he's in the hospital. Basically, we figure out this meteor gave him superpowers, like because that happens when you get hit with a meteor, right? Yeah, exactly. So we figure out that he can learn, he can absorb knowledge from books because there's a, there's a point in uh, in the movie where uh, someone's holding a medical journal, it happens to touch his hand, and you see this little crappy effect of like, sort of like a beam, like come from the book, to, or from his hand to the book and back into up his wrist, and he can quote everything, he can, it, it's like it's like he had a photographic memory without actually seeing it. Yeah, he knows everything. He knows how to do everything in the book. He knows every chapter, every paragraph. Yeah, but then it goes away. After 30 seconds. Yeah, which we find out a little bit later. Um, We find out he has x-ray vision because he goes to sleep, wakes up, and all of a sudden he can see through walls. But it's the most fuck. And see, I don't even... He's got a lot of Superman's powers, but not... I mean, I don't even think Superman's x-ray vision works this way. He can see through walls, and he can see through the top layer of clothing, because as he's looking outside, he sees all the people walking around downstairs, but they're just in, like, their bra and panties and underwear and stuff. But then there's this security guard that's walking around, and he's got his his boxer shorts and stuff on, but you can see his belt with the billy club and his you know his gun holster on it <laughs> which he shouldn't be seeing at all right because that's on the top layer that's above yeah. the top layer yeah so Maybe i guess it doesn't that. work through hell? leather <laughs> I, I guess not they have really selective uh x-ray vision it works through 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 cement and brick and mortar but not through leather <laughs> so okay so we get home he goes home to feed his dog and we figure out that he can understand the dog because he goes to feed the dog and He's trying to pick out what to, what, what to give him, and the dog barks, and all of a sudden you hear in his ear, the one, the one in the red can. Red can. <laughs> one on the red can, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, then he can speak back to the dog. He can bark. Robert Town, this is really a low point in his career, I mean, isn't it? He's barking. Yeah. <laughs> he's the barking, air. and then there are subtitles at the bottom of the screen, so you know what he's saying when he's barking. Yeah, and so then in comes Eddie Griffin, and first thing Jeff does and, is tell him I've got. Oh, good. Well, I just want to make the point that Eddie Griffin is a science teacher. Yeah, yeah, we didn't mention that. Yeah, he's also a, he's a science teacher at the same school. He he's not a substitute from what we can tell. He's the regular full time science teacher, so he knows stuff. You know, how elementary know, stuff about science. How they know each other so well? Is this from the jazz trio that I we don't know so. anything about? I guess so. <laughs> and maybe he got Jeff the the substitute teacher gig. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But we're analyzing too much of the yeah. <laughs> yeah the we're getting stuff. too bogged down. <laughs> like I said, you going. know, it's pointless, pointless stuff. They really, really inconsequential to the movie. You know? Yeah. So, 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 Ed, so Eddie Griffin, which I, I can't remember his name for the life. I don't remember in his character's name, but Eddie Griffin comes in. Yeah, it's fine. He's Eddie Griffin. Yeah. So Jeff tells him, you know, I've got superpowers. I can 
I, I can talk to the dog. So he barks to the dog, and the do- and and Eddie Griffin, of course, is looking like, okay, you're you're a nut. What what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. And he's like, okay, uh, I I, I can absorb books, the books. He's like, okay. Yeah, but only for thirty seconds. He he specifies it. He said, I can I can know everything in a book for thirty seconds. Why does he know thirty seconds? I don't unless he was testing it while he was in the hospital. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, so. Eddie Griffin says, okay, well, I'm going to test you. He throws him a magazine. He yeah. touches it. You get the crappy green special effect. Gives it back to Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin starts quizzing him. Okay, what's on page 45? Who's the centerfold? It was a jet magazine. Yeah. And so... <laughs> yeah, so and, he, 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 he quotes everything, and then Eddie Griffin just totally buys it. Yeah. He's, oh. You got superpowers. He doesn't think there's any kind of trickery involved or, you know, oh, you read this before or, you know, you're pulling something on me. He doesn't. They just just flat out bought it. And he reiterates the same damn thing that that (laughs) Jeff said. And he says it like he just figured it out for the whole group. (laughs) Because, you know, Jeff's. I can touch a book and for 30 seconds know and do everything in the book. I mean, grab any book in this house. Alright. Jet. I know you ain't read this one yet. Touch it. Put a stop to this madness right quick. Okay, page 20. People page. Names Carl W. Taylor, Eric Sawyer. Page 33. Society World. It's a photo of a couple that just got married. Cinephobe. What does she do? She's an actress, a model, a dancer, and a dental technician. She enjoys cooking and hip-hop. She's wearing a black bikini, and she's fine. Yes! What's the measurements? 38. After you touch it, it only lasts for 30 seconds. You really got superpowers. It's like, yeah. stupid motherfucker, he just told you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kiss my ass. So we go to the next yeah. scene. And and, and and we see that, you know, we, we meet the vagrant. And who is it? Bill Cosby. It's Bill Cosby. Because, and, because Eddie Griffin says, well, Eddie Griffin opens the newspaper. And back in page D4, oh, about that. D4 there's an article, a small article about... Emerald meteor shower hits DC. Why is that not on the front page? Two things. Well, why is it not on the front page? What the hell is an emerald meteor? And who the hell saw it? Because no one said anything about it in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. They they didn't know it at the hospital. Eddie Griffin didn't know it until they got home from the hospital. So so then Eddie Griffin said, I wonder if anybody else got superpowers. And of course there's there's Bill Cosby. Yeah, we find out, and he's got superpowers because I guess he can. He, he's he's got the meteor in a box. Yeah, so and he, he just sort of touches it, and he gets the power of telekinesis. He can move stuff with his mind. Yep, and he can. He's got the X-ray vision, but then he's also got the power to turn on TVs. Yeah, I was confused. I didn't know if that was his telekinesis. 
changing the channels or if he can manipulate electronics, but fuck it. He can manipulate electronics. Well, it's not even electronics because he only does it to TV and then later Jeff does it to a TV. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's more specific here. It can only be dogs. You can't work on leather. You can't see through leather. (laughs) It has to be television. No radios, nothing. Yeah, so so now we've established that there's another chunk of the meteor out there. But I got a question real quick, though. Cosby's like in this like beat up like tenement like mm-hmm. this is the derelict building where he's living at, you know. Mm-hmm. Why was he laying on the ground outside in a pile of dogs back when the, before the <laughs> back when Jeff was in the alleyways? You remember that? Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe that's where he fell asleep. <laughs> he passed out there after his bottle of Ripple. I don't know. <laughs> bottle of Ripple and a pudding pop. Yeah. <laughs> It should be important to note that in this movie, Bill Cosby does not speak. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't speak. He molts. I mean, you know Bill Cosby, you know, he, he make the call to Cosby faces. Yeah. He doesn't say one word. No, and he's not the only one in this movie that does not speak, but we will get to that uh, later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. So after that, um, you cut to another scene. You see uh, Robert Guillaume outside, Jeff's father. He's outside, and what do you hear? You hear the infamous Slinky. Mm-hmm. And he gets attacked by the Golden Lords. Yeah, D- Debo fucks him up. <laughs> oh, yeah, he gets. <laughs> Debo comes in and, and fucks him up. So yeah, he hadn't learned how to uppercut, you know, send him flying yet. Uh-uh. Like, like I'm funny, but so. yeah, he comes in and uh, beats the hell out of Robert Guillaume. So you get the scene where they're taking him home from the hospital. And uh, the Golden Lords, he's go- they pull up again. They pull up they again. Pull up. And they... They're not done. No, because he got out of the hospital too soon. So they pull up and they they start... What, did, did they start well, try, trying to rough him up? Yeah, they, well, they start they trying to rough him like up. They're trying to be nice. They're like, hey, how's it going? They're, you know, obviously they want trouble, but they, you know, he puts his hand on Robert Guillaume's shoulder and... and, and and, and Jefferson's like, hey, take your hands off him. And he inadvertently, he pushes, but he sends him flying. Yeah. Like, he's got the Debo powers. He can send him flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we know he's got super strength. Yep. Because Debo then is standing there, and he tries to punch Jeff and breaks his hand. Breaks his fucking arm. So there you go. Super strength and invincibility. And, right and then they try to run him over with a car. And he just put his hands on the car, and the car stopped. And everybody sees this. Yeah, the whole neighborhood, the whole neighborhood sees, sees it. I was hit by a meteor. Meteor. And it gave me these powers. Don't tell anybody about this. Tell anybody? The whole neighborhood saw it. Might just make up something. <laughs> All right, what the hell? And what are you going to make up anyway? Yeah. Make up something? Who's going to make up? Everybody saw that. Everybody saw it. Everybody okay, saw it. Okay, so, so... And again, remember this point. Everybody saw it. And his mom said everybody saw it. Okay? So then... Yeah, keep that in mind. Yeah. So jump to later on when Jeff is walking down the street... And the Golden Lord are back. Back again. They and just don't give up, do they? They gotta no. get their guy. <laughs> so they try to shoot him, but of course he's bulletproof. And they shoot the shit out of him, man. They've got Uzis and Max and everything. They lit yeah, him up. They and 
they drive off and then they see him get up. So then they back up, start shooting him again. And Jeff starts running away. And then all of a sudden his other power kicks in, which is flight. So he can fly now. Yeah, but he doesn't quite have control of it because he's just kind of like kind of flailing about. Mm-hmm. And he ends up on like a light pole, a street lamp. Yeah. And, and they just, the Golden Lords, they see that happening and they just, they, they take off. And they, they run away. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I just saw. Get out of here. So they leave. Now, then he falls from the light pole. He's afraid of heights. I forgot to uh, mention that. And so he's trying to inch his way over and get it to get himself down. But his weight, it, it breaks under his weight. He falls and he hits the ground. And there is a Looney Tunes-esque fucking crater. This is like, <laughs> like Wile E. Coyote falling into the canyon. Yeah, and then you just see this big zigzag and this crater open up down the street. And then again, on page D4 of the paper the next day, it says, wow, earthquake hit the <laughs> And his dad says, yeah, they felt the earthquake as far as as Baltimore. I think he said Baltimore, but here's my problem with that, okay? Number one, again, we got it. We, we, we got this type of news off in the op-ed section somewhere in the newspaper, not even on the front page. Mm-mm. And secondly, this caused more damage to the, to the neighborhood than the fucking media. Yeah, and in this neighborhood of just despicable people and why they're despicable, we're about to get to. But in this neighborhood... Hold on a second. But another thing is, everybody saw that too. Yeah. This happened. People saw him fly up on the light poles. People saw him hit the ground and cause the earthquake. Car alarms going off everywhere. No this, one said anything about this yet? No. no. And this neighborhood. No about it, like, what's going on? No one says anything to him. No one says anything to anybody. This neighborhood is only, what, probably two, three blocks long that they're focusing on? Yeah. So everyone's got to know who Jeff is. Uh, yeah, they got to know yeah, so so then he goes back to his parents' house, and they find his his mom is trying to sew him a costume because because what did she say? Because no one must know the secret identity of the meteor man. Because no one must know the secret identity of Media Man. What did we just say? Everybody saw this. Yeah. Everybody saw him, and she said... Three scenes ago, she said the whole neighborhood saw it. But now no one's supposed to know his identity? How do they not know? Exactly. And then on top of that, you know, we get a montage of her making the suit for him. She ultimately makes him a suit without a mask. Again, everyone knows who he is anyway. Yeah, so why buy him make the suit in the first place? Why just go out there in a fucking Adidas tracksuit? And and and, and, and yeah. go fight whatever. I mean, you can go in his street clothes, you can go in his boxers, you know, whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this uh sort of kicks off him finally becoming Meteor Man because he's yeah. walking home. Oh, real quick though, real quick, I want to cut. There was a short scene of uh, the Golden Lord's hideout because this hideout, this fucking hideout, it's like a I don't know where it is because I thought this is DC and they're in this like it looks like an 18th century british factory <laughs> there they're in. Uh, what kind of gang do you know has a hideout like uh, a hideout like that and where the hell is it i don't know but simon is pissed because they're talking about how they shot him and the bullets wouldn't phase him he was like he was wearing a bulletproof vest no sir no sir 
No bulletproof vest is cutting is is, is keeping Uzis and all the gunfire he took. It's cutting through that at some point. Uh huh. He doesn't believe a word they say, and I mean rightfully so. It is kind of bonkers, but come on, they yeah. empty clips. This guy is still alive. You got to know something's wrong. Yeah, and, and there's also the quick reveal through a phone call that Simon isn't actually the big bad. There's a bigger bad that Simon actually works for. Yeah, called well, Mister Byers. Yeah, he comes later. <clears throat> yeah, but anyway, but, uh, Jefferson's walking home and finds out that his landlady has been attacked by the Golden Lord. Well, wait a minute. Before that, before that, there's they have, there's a community center meeting going on, and he goes, he goes in because they asked him to come down to the meeting, and, and everybody's clapping and cheering, and you know, the the uh, what's her name, Mrs. Walker? Yeah, Mrs. Walker. She, she's up there and she's talking. She's grandstanding. She's got the crowd rallying and everything, talking about your mother told you how, told us how you have superpowers. Oh yeah. That's just, oh, is it? Make up your mind. You want people to know or not? Yeah. And then his mom's like, I couldn't keep it a secret. So she tells him, oh, we made you a, you, she made you a uniform, but we want you to patrol the streets three yeah, times she, a day in your uniform. She tells him to do that. Yeah. This is why this neighborhood is despicable. They said, yeah. okay, we, we've got a list of things we want you to do. We want you to patrol the streets three times a day in your Meteor Man uniform. Because it's a uniform, not a costume, because he's clocking in for the yeah, job. Yeah. Number, <laughs> number two, they are going to pay to put a second phone line in his house, the meteor phone. Yeah, because people can't trace phone lines and figure out who he is. Right, right. So now he's got the meteor phone. And then three, he, he has to go tell. Hold on. I've got it written down. Tell the gangs, junkies prostitutes and pimps and drug dealers to leave oh <laughs> see I don't know if it was Mr. T maybe I could see him going out and doing that like he's the, <laughs> the toughest man in the world but not here no. not, not not Robert Townsend and certainly and on top of this they shame him into becoming the superhero he didn't want to do this yeah. they put him up and they kind of made it so he couldn't really say no right Right. he, wanted he, to, he still He's still reluctant until his landlady gets beat up. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, which, which is, is the a, next scene. Which I say, you know, you had it coming. Yeah, but then he he uh, walks up to a crying James O. Jones and says, you know, this will never happen again. So then we get the montage of him practicing his powers. Yeah, and having house parties and and demonstrating his his new power, which is the laser eyes the laser eyes so he's i mean this guy's like superman like on 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 all kinds of laughers and screamers because he's gay it's like <laughs> it's like if superman was on x or something like that he yeah. can talk to ducks or something yeah I mean, this is crazy this is craziness oh yeah yeah so there's this uh this this montage you know it's all over this great uh nine early 90s uh hip house music which thank god that oh. that era over. But um, oh, but one thing we left out though, James Earl Jones. Did we mention the wigs? No, we didn't. James yeah. Earl Jones wears a variety of really bad wigs. Yeah, and the one he ultimately settles on is a it's a Gumby, <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. And I don't really need to explain what a Gumby is because that hairstyle is back now. Yeah, Believe, uh, you it's know, like a kid and play or a kid hairstyle was like tilted, slope. Yeah, slope to the side, like yeah. like Gumby. Why they call it the Gumby? 
But uh, okay, so we get the montage, and then we get to the uh, we get to a scene where we learn a yet another one of his powers because it's a crack lab. Yeah, and this is his first official night out as Meteor Man, and he yeah. goes to, to this crack house. Yeah, crack house run by Bismarcky. <laughs> and there's there's Bismarcky, and then there's this other guy who's dancing like Michael Jackson, and then stops, takes his finger, dips it in this mound of, of cocaine, <laughs> and licks it, and then he starts dancing again. It's the yeah. thing I've and ever seen. Dancing to too legit to quit. Yeah. By MC Hammer. Look, and let me let me let me take it aside here real quick because Alright, this soundtrack. Ugh, I just talked about the hip house right there, but you got Too Legit to Quit by MC Hammer. This, this is a nineteen ninety three movie. That song came out in what, ninety two? And it was passe pretty quick. I mean, that mm-hmm. didn't have to stay it wasn't it wasn't you can't touch this. I mean, no, it was huh. kinda you know and in fact Hammer is not too far away from becoming the funky headhunter and pumps in a bump and all that shit you know they're playing too legit to quit so really uh, weird 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 choice but yeah so the crack lab so we have all this crack scene and then and then man comes and kicks down the door we are man I'm not playing with you get off me crack boy drug dealer people meteor man's in town He said, get off me, crack boy. And he throws him. And then he, and then he says, he says, drug dealer people, meteor man's in town. What? Well, I, I mean, cut, cut him a little bit. It's like, this is, this is first night out. I guess so. I, I guess. But, <laughs> but then he, he uses his super breath and he blows... Yeah, yeah, we just, yeah, super breath. Yeah. We just learned he has another power, super breath. He blows the crack and all the the drug dealers against the wall, and the crack goes, the uh, cocaine goes all over the place. He blows blow all over the place. Yeah. And then we cut back to the home slash office of the Golden Lord's well, boss. Not quite, not quite yet. You forgot about the shootout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, honest to God, we got a warehouse shootout between that's the Bloods right. and Crips, played by Cypress Hill and Naughty by Nick. So there you go. That's what, that's what they're rolling in this movie. They play Bloods and Crips. Okay, so the Bloods and Crips are fighting each other, right? And, and Meteor Man comes in and stops it, right? Well, no. He's but their Bloods and Crips are on the same side. And they're fighting the cops. Like, cops are on one side behind cars. The bloods and crypts are on the other side behind cars that makes sense. it makes no sense because i mean all right, all right at that time i know that there was a gang truce between the bloods and the crypts but if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that was just watts and like other parts in like uh, los angeles and did we have bloods and crypts in the east coast at that point i don't know i don't you know i don't subscribe to to gang quarterly so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where they were when, but I don't <laughs> think they were really along the, the East Coast at all. Yeah, I mean, now, that's more that's more the the mafia and the Cubans and stuff like that along there. Golden Forts. Yeah. <laughs> or so, at least I I know there were gangs, but I don't think they, they were that affiliated. You know, wearing colors all the time. 
right. Yeah, I don't think it was like that at all. But so Meteor Man comes crashing through the roof and he stops and he's in they're shooting at him and bullets are bouncing off and he says, Everybody, I wanna talk to both sides. He becomes like Mediate Man and he He makes a truce between the Bloods and Crips and the cops. The Bloods and Crips all of a sudden are like they're like fucking they're, they're like they're like community upstanding citizens all of a sudden. Yeah, and it's it's really bad ADR that they, they have added these extra lines where you don't see who's talking, the, the person who's talking is out, off camera, but then you they have these like, like weird quotes like, oh he must be an alien, and, and stuff like that, and it just seems completely out of place. It's you know? so out of place, it's a bunch of bullshit. They can tell they added that like way, yeah, and then, way and then they drop their guns on the ground. Even the cops put their guns on the ground. They, they don't put it back in their holster because yeah. they've got gun holsters. They put they put them on the ground. Uh, Makes no fucking, sense. This fucking movie. So so back to the to to the the headquarters. Yeah. So we okay. we get to the the headquarters of the big bad, who is Mister Byers, played by. Yeah. Uh, Frank Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin, who you, you may know as the Riddler from the old 1960s Adam West Batman. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, he may not be the Riddler here, but he is cartoon villain, like, to the nth degree in this one. He really and plays that him. role up. Yeah, and you know what? He had fun doing it. You know what? He's actually the best part of this movie, I think. Yeah. He, well, he's one of the best, because he's, he's hilarious. But... You know they're they're in this, and this is where we kind of figure out. Okay, the Golden Lords aren't a street gang; they're like a they're they're almost like a terrorist group, I think. Well, they're yeah, they are a division of this bigger evil conglomerate, like Cobra. Yeah, it's totally Cobra because you got like, <laughs> I mean, you got the you got the Russian woman, you got the the Asian guy, you got the Middle know, Eastern uh, so, guy, yeah, and, the Middle Eastern Arab know. guy, and. You know, and then there, there's Mr. Byers and yeah. his bodyguard, who is played by none other than Luther Vandross. Luther fucking Vandross. Skinny Luther, too, not fat. Yeah, yeah. This, this, ain't, this ain't big Luther. He's skinny Luther. And all he does, he, another one, doesn't say a word. No lines. Movie. I just say it right now. He does not have any lines. All he does is look into the camera. And smirk. And, and, and flashes, flashes silencer pistol. Yeah, that's all he does. Yeah, but so Frank Frank Gorshin is pissed. He slaps down a, a newspaper that says five billion dollar crack shipment destroyed. But this one, this this one, this five billion dollars, that's on the front page. Yeah, yeah, not not the meteor, not the no, <laughs> not the earthquake. No, five billion dollars of crack. Five. And stop. Five billion dollars. Billion, billion with, with, with a, a B. B. With a B. That Meteor Man has destroyed in one night in DC only. The Look, hell? This, crack, this crack shack is a tiny place. That was I don't I, you know I, I don't I don't I don't know anything about this, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't five billion dollars worth of anything in there. No, no, Maybe I have five thousand. Unless he hit other houses while he was gone, I have no idea where where this five billion number came from. Yeah, and so you know uh, so, they hear rumors about this, this this flying man. Yeah, and so Frank Gorshin he puts a he he puts a bounty he puts a bounty on the flying man. Yeah, 
Yeah, so Cobra, they're all out looking for the flying man. So, so the next day, we get to, uh, he's, it, well, it's the next evening, rather. Meteor Man is doing his thing around town, and he comes upon this empty lot. And this is where, ladies and gentlemen, it is proven that Meteor Man is a villain. Oh, this is totally, this is all, this because is totally fucked up. He finds this empty lot, and it's got, you know, rusted out cars and trash and junk everywhere. So he uses his super strength and pushes the cars over to the sides, out of the way. Then he takes an axle out of the car, and he uses it to, to till the soil. And then he gets... Till the soil of a junkyard. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, it's it's just a big, empty lot. And he, he's using this thing to till the soil, and he plants all these seeds. And then he takes his hands, and we see his other new power. He sticks his fingers in the soil, and he takes a deep breath, and then you see this, like, green wave of smoke come out of his hands and just sort of spreads along across this, this field now. And... And then he gets up and he looks up at the, the the sky and he uses his super breath to make it rain somehow, which I don't know how he did that with his super breath. So he blows, you know, much like this fucking movie, he <laughs> blows up into the sky and he makes it rain. Horse shit. In, in this one spot, he makes it rain. Robert Townsend, Jefferson Reed, whatever you want to call him, this character or the real guy, he... Robert Townsend couldn't go to a ratchet strip club over in East St. Louis with a couple grand and make it rain. And you gonna tell me he can blow in the sky and do it? This fuck this movie. And then just, just to get this across, because we need to we need to get through this fucking thing. The next morning, of course, everybody wakes up, comes outside, and there are these giant vegetables. And I mean, I mean giant. There's pumpkins, two story pumpkins, and there's Oh, pumpkins and then corn and yeah, tomatoes. Giant tomatoes and strawberries the size of your head that Bill Cosby finds and mugs to, to the camera for a second with it. Yep. So, and and the, oh, just this is why he's a villain. You cannot tell me that a man that has a meteor that has sucked, <laughs> has been sucked <laughs> into his body is not radioactive. He irradiated he, fertilized the ground. And I wish they would make, make a Meteor Man 2 just to show the fallout from, <laughs> from this fucking lot where all these people have like stage five cancer and they've got they've got extra arms and extra legs. <laughs> like the oblong? Yeah, they got <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> Some of them got three eyes from all the radiation poisoning they got. Guys, just like a bouncing torso stump with no arms and legs. <laughs> I mean, so, oh, so he has ruined this already terrible neighborhood. Oh. <laughs> but so, fuck this, fuck this movie. So let's go ahead. Let's just it, go ahead. Okay, so there's a scene where he gets attacked. He get, he gets he get. Well, he doesn't get attacked, but he gets confronted at school. Like he's he's taking a nap or doing something in his room and. 
Uh, he opens up his briefcase and then closes it. And the Golden Lords are standing right there. Don't ask me how they got there. Don't ask me how they got in without him noticing. But they're right there. And the, you hear the slinky going off. Good morning, Mr. Reed. Slinkies move like life. In one second, everything can change. How do you do it, Media Man? Because Simon says, <laughs> Simon says, Simon says, Slinkies move like life. In one second, everything can change. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? Like so. So, 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 Eddie Griffin walks in in the middle of this and he sees what's going on because they're trying to, they're, they're going to do something bad at Jeff. You know, and they're like, how do you do it, Meteor Man? And he's playing dumb about it. Eddie Griffin comes in and he's like, oh, hey, you hear Meteor Man destroy the crack lab? Another another crack house. How wonderful. And, they just, and Simon, again, he just buys it. He's like, oh, I'm, we're mistaken. Don Cheadle's right there saying, hey, no, this is the guy, this is the guy. He's like, shut up. And everybody just leaves. So again, how stupid are these people? Yeah, I know. I don't understand it. So uh, there's a scene where Eddie Griffin takes uh, he, he, he takes uh, the Meteor Man suit while uh, Jeff is asleep. and Because uh, he wants to get on the news with it. Because he wants to meet the news anchor because he has a crush on her. He goes out of the mall and, you know, you know so... Uh, the Golden Lords hear about that on the radio and they go to the mall to go get him well Jeff wakes up because he hears a dog barking and he's like hey he, he understands him saying he took he, they took your uniform so Jeff, get up Jeff <laughs> so he, he he goes and he looks for he thinks the Golden Lords have done it but then he hears on the radio he hears what's going on at the mall so he goes to the mall and skipping over a whole lot of pointless BS. I mean, we get a scene from Sinbad. Why is he in this movie? I don't know. We're never going to talk. Not, not even touch him. He, he's in, you know, Sinbad shows up for a couple minutes. Uh, not even a couple minutes, but he shows up. And then uh, he's, he sees the Golden Lords are there, too. Jeff does. And so he sees they're walking with guns. They got their guns out. In, in a public. crowded mall. This is a crowded and, mall. Yeah. Picture Black Friday with it. Everyone in there. <laughs> yeah, the Golden Lords are just mobbing right there, the guns. And so Jeff's using his laser eyes to jam all the guns. Uh, and then he he, li- he used the telekinesis to lift uh, Eddie Griffin, who's in the Meteor Man suit, with the cape tied around his face. Because he, like, 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 actually with some intelligence, covers his face up. Yeah, he's smart. But yeah, he flies. He, 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 he uses the telekinesis to fly him out and get him out of there before the Golden Lords can see it. And Simon happens to see him from the atrium level. He see, he happens to see Jeff controlling Eddie Griffin with the telekinesis, like, aha, so that is our guy. Right. So, so the next day, there's a party at the community center. You think they're going in there to say thank you, it's a party, but no. What is it? It is another plan by the community center leader to have Meteor Man go to other cities and other towns because there is everyone's families needs help too and they will pay the families will pay for for uh, food and hotel because they don't have to pay for airfare because he can fly 
But you know what? But kiss my ass because I'm the one getting followed around. I'm the one walking outside getting shot up. Uh, they, they, they know where I work. They, they know where I live. They know where my family stays at. And they and, and the community is putting him up to this. They want him yeah, to go out there. They are pimp- pimping him out. They're pimping. They're totally pimping him out. He's their hoe for him. He's the hoe for the for the community watch. But you hear something outside. You hear someone screaming, and it's 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 the Golden Lords. They've attacked Jeff's mom. Barely. Or at least they don't really attack her. They've kind of got her held, and they lure him outside. Yeah. So and so, so so everybody walks outside, and. Simon says he's got to deliver a message, and the Golden Lords just open fire on everybody. They're gonna mow everybody the fuck down right there. Yeah. Except it doesn't happen. No, because Jeff is jumping around and grabbing all the bullets in the air. He grabs one in his teeth. Yeah. So and, invincibility, and we learn he has super speed here too because he's just catching them. Yeah. So then, then Simon says you can't be everywhere at once, and then drives off, drives away, and then a couple beats later. Jeff opens his hands and his hands are bleeding. Yeah, because he's taking damage now. He's taking, I mean, however I was small, he's taking damage now. He's bleeding and he's like, I'm losing, I'm losing my powers. Right. So we get to the next day, you know, um, Eddie Griffin is at, it, 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 he's talking to Eddie Griffin at school and Griffin just says, oh, well, this is a side effect of the media deteriorating. How the fuck does he know that? Who knows? He, he, he just came up with some BS. And again, just like just, just the same way he bought the superpowers, Jeff just buys it about, oh, okay, that must be what happened. Even though it is, but how does he know? You know, just lazy writing. You know, so so we, we cut to where he's going back home, and the Golden Lords are looking for him. And, uh, you know, someone goes upstairs to warn him. But they're, this, this lady's beating on it. His neighbor's beating on his door. Thank you, darling. We didn't know which apartment was his. Oh, Jeff! 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 So, so now the dog but, has superpowers. Yeah, because you know Jeff is knocked out. Like he said, you know he's he, every time he uses his powers, it drains him. He's he he's, he doesn't have any strength left. He's just knocked out. You know, he doesn't hear anything. He's just knocked out of sleep. The dog drags Jeff from his couch bed behind the couch and covers him. First of all, his most intelligent dog is the strongest dog I've ever seen. Maybe he ate some media or something because he drags Jeff and hides him. Yeah. And so the Golden Lords come in. They don't see anything. They don't think to look up and find anything. Well, I mean, what, I, I, they don't They don't toss the place. He's right there. Yeah, he's barely hid, hidden under these clothes. His feet are sticking out. Oh, this is horrible. So, 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 uh, so they leave. They just leave. You know, uh, Luther Vandross is there again. You know, just kind of mugging with his with his silence pistol. Frank Gorshin is leaving, and Simon he's there. And you know, of course, Frank Gorshin is pissed at Simon because he hasn't he hasn't finished his job. And and, and Simon says he's losing his he's losing his powers. I've got him. How does he know that? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't see, see him. It. He doesn't know that. Again, just bad bad writing. What do you talk to Eddie Griffin? Do you hear Eddie Griffin talking about it with the media or something? I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. So, but I do like uh, Frank Gorshin right there. He's like, yeah, well, you're going to be losing your powers too if you don't get, if you don't get a handle on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so then Jeff finally wakes up and he, he walks outside 
and he, he sees that the Golden Lords have just torn up the street. I mean, there's cars on fire. There's graffiti everywhere. I mean, it's it, they tossed that place better than they tossed Jeff's apartment looking for it. Yeah, yeah. So he happens to go to the community center, and he walks in on this. What are we supposed to do? Just sit around like sitting ducks and wait till the gang comes back. It was, it was never this bad before. They started a war on this community and we can't win. Yes, we wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for... Ourselves. Jefferson Reed. Oh, fuck you. If we can get him out of the neighborhood... Maybe we can make a deal with the gang. Maybe that's what we got to do. Let's vote on it. All right. You don't have to vote. I'll leave. I'm sorry about what happened to the neighborhood tonight. But I feel even sorrier watching what's going on in this room. How can we stop the crime and the gangs if we act like we don't see them? Everybody complains about the police. They aren't perfect. But how can you complain when you do nothing? You don't have to vote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, they are gonna run them out of town? Yeah, and it's all their fault. It's all their fault. And not to, and you, know, you heard Jeff right there say, oh, they did nothing. Well, yeah, they did nothing except put you up to everything. Mm-hmm. I say fuck they, them all. I hate you. It's people. got I that line, them. though. We sit around like sitting ducks. What the? How did he come up with that line? <laughs> we sit around like sitting ducks because standing oh. ducks don't sit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this fucking so so, and rightfully so. He's like, you don't have to vote. I'll leave. I'm like, I would leave too. Fuck yeah. And, and then he, he has also has that line where the cops aren't perfect. They're not existent. Yeah, they're exactly. Fucking, they're not existent. Not, only thing, only thing you ever saw the cops do was pull up in the at the beginning and shoot out with the Bloods and Crips and put their guns down for some guy they don't know, some crazy man who busted through the roof of their warehouse. Yeah. Now it it would have been it would have been. That line would have been okay if somewhere else in this movie it would have shown the cops like getting shot at by the Golden Lords themselves, or maybe a, a dirty cop on the take or something. Right. You know, to show that the cops, you know, aren't perfect in this neighborhood, but to just not have them in the movie and then have that line come out of nowhere—it's ridiculous. Oh, God, we we you know we can spend a whole another twenty minutes talking. I know, about this. but let's get this done. So. So he goes home, and while that's happening, the the kids, the same kids from the beginning, were trying to uh, be initiated in the Golden Lords. They're like, uh, they're they're on the roof, and they're watching his and, house. Yeah, they're spying, and then they see him at his house. So then the kid calls up Simon. He's like, he's there, and that's important. We'll figure, you know, in, in a second here. But 
So the Golden Lords, they go and they barricade off the entire neighborhood with trucks, like circus trucks and all kind of... Don't ask me where they got the stuff from. They just got it, all right? They come and they, they the block them. No, I know where they got it because fucking Optimus Prime drives up. <laughs> Optimus Prime. If you don't believe me, I'll put the picture on the on Facebook whenever we post this episode up. But the truck looks exactly like Optimus Prime comes pulling up with this <laughs> tractor trailer because even he's tired of this shit. <laughs> Again, it would have been a better movie. We had Darth Vader, Optimus Prime, Mr. T, and Meteor Man, and they just go fuck shit up. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have anything no. that's awesome. Because we have the Golden Lords going barricading the neighborhood. They're firebombing cars and everything. And, and then... Uh, Jeff, he hears the explosions outside, so he looks out the window, and uh, all the Golden Lords are standing there, which is only, honestly, there's only maybe twenty of them. Uh, thirty? Yeah. There's, there's, oh, I don't know. It depends on all the levels of the Golden Lords. It depends on how many of them were there. Forty tops. Got, what kind yeah. of gang is that? It's only got forty people. Hey, well, and they and they were talking about how they're they taking Philly and they're ready to head to New York with forty people. Well, we'll they're back by Cobra. Oh yeah, that's right. Again, better movie. Yeah. We really had Brenda's got we can make we can make our own Is Frank Gorshin no. dead? I don't know. Cause I say him I didn't see G.I. Joe two, but I say for G.I. Joe three, because they are making another one. Frank Gorshin from Cobra Command. Fuck yes. <laughs> Gorshin <laughs> Oh yeah, he died in two thousand five. Ah, too bad, man. Pour some out for Frank Gorshin. Yeah. Man. So so anyway. Uh, he hears the Golden Lords outside. He goes out there because he's finally going to make a stand, and he knows he knows that if if he sacrifices oh, himself, that they'll leave town. Wait a minute, we forgot the best part, which you guys got a little piece of at the end of uh, episode two. But he looks out the window, and there's Simon standing in the middle, and he's like, <laughs> he yells up. And you see the, all the Gordon Lords outside. They're standing there. And I think that's the shape of the M. I think yeah. they were trying to make the Media Man logo. Yeah, it's in the shape of M. <laughs> so, so they're standing out there. And then, you know, the he, he decides, you know, okay, I'm going to go outside. And like, he's, he, like you said, you're gonna make, he's going to make a stand. Like, you know, I can't just hide in here. Uh-uh. You know, good on you, Jeff. But, the, again, everybody in that building and everyone in the community... They don't do anything. They just let him go out there to get his ass kicked. No, and they're watching. Yeah, you can see him when he goes outside. You can see him all in the windows, and they're standing on the stoop. They're watching this all go on. So he gets out there. On and you know James Earl Jones takes off the Gumby wig and starts crying into it and just (laughs) why? What the fuck? Go out there and help him, you guys. Yeah. So he gets out there and and uh, he starts having you know fist fight with with uh. Well, 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 before that though, Simon. He apologizes. He says, you know, he's going to leave. He's going to go to New York. And he, he, he extends his hand for a peace offering. Like, like no one sees a sucker punch coming. Yeah. But, of course, you know, Jeff doesn't. He's going to go shake his hand like a dumbass. Right. And that's where they proceed to beat the hell out of Jeff. Or, Well, yeah, he, him and Simon start to fight. And we're going to speed up here. But he, him and Simon start to fight. Jeff gets a couple good punches in. Then Simon decides, okay, it's 
time to stop playing. He pulls out a gun. He's about to shoot Jeff when all of a sudden this record comes flying at him, just hits him in the forearm, and he drops the gun. Just spot on. Yeah. Yeah, because apparently James Earl Jones is like Gambit from the X-Men. He's throwing (laughs) shit, and he's just throwing these records out. I think Gambit would be kind of cool if he charged up like Billy Holiday records like James Earl Jones and threw them. (laughs) So so now the community is, is... Finally, decided to not be despicable well, and try and help. Not quite, not quite yet, because well, well, yeah, you got James Earl Jones. He says it, but I gotta tell you, this part really pissed me off because the gun gets knocked away by that record. Mm-hmm. I timed this. It took twenty-five seconds while they're just looking up into the window, looking at James Earl Jones giving a thumbs up and a nod. Somebody get the fucking gun and run! You know, Jeff, get the gun and shoot your way out of there or you know run yeah you know but they just stand there looking at him for 25 seconds he could have been gotten away yeah so then um they, they of course pull out more guns and they're, they're gonna shoot james Earl jones they're gonna shoot meteor man and they're gonna shoot the two kids who've had, had a change of heart when all of a sudden these you see bill cosby yep and he's in comes bill cosby here, here comes his one and only line where he just barks right <laughs> so it's not even a line he no. just barks low point in his career too the only thing he did was bark like a dog he barks and then all of his stray dogs you know attack the golden lords and then the community comes out with all their pots and pans and brooms and they start hitting the golden lords with those and and bill cosby uses his telekinesis now the meteor has shrunk because he's using it and it has shrunk and it's in this coffee can all he's been doing is watching TV. He's been watching yeah. himself. Like, why? You think Bill Cosby watched his own show? Like, with the media flipping channels? I think that's a little too meta for this. <laughs> uh, so, so he uses his, his uh, telekinesis and pulls all the guns away from Golden Lords and throws them God knows where. But as every, as the community's fighting, he drops oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. Before that, though, I just want to say there's a really funny uh, point right here when uh, Eddie Griffin, he gets into the fight. He's fighting with Big Daddy Kane, and he throws a little Michael Jackson line. You ain't nothing. You ain't bad. You ain't nothing. Because he got a good hit in, but then Big Daddy Kane grabs his arm, and he's like, <laughs> Eddie Griffin's like, right, okay, well, look at all this black-on-black crime. What's with all this? And Big Daddy Kane just breaks his arm. Yeah, and you hear it, too. It's a loud crack. <laughs> but then yeah. uh, Bill Cosby drops this the meteor on the ground and it just rolls over, over by Jeff and Jeff sees it and Simon sees it so they both of course jump for it yep they dive on it they grab it and it starts to glow from green to red and then it explodes yep sends them both flying they get knocked into like the sides of cars and they leave their imprint in the side yeah of the side of the again like, like a fucking like Looney, Tunes. Looney Tunes exactly it's like a fucking Looney Tune commercial and now <laughs> and now they both have meteor powers so now yeah. they're they, they both got there's super strength yes right there's a bit of bs that comes along i'm gonna point it out in a second but yeah they've both got the super strength and they're fighting yeah but even with the, these powers simon's still a he's a street he, he's in a fucking gang he's a street fighter he's kicking he's kicking jeff's ass he's kicking jeff's ass you and know? he picks up jeff and he throws him into a truck which we come to learn is actually a bookmobile Yep. Jeff goes through the windshield, comes out the back, and there's all these books scattered all over the ground. And I swear, when he's laying there and he's 
trying to get his footing and stand up. He's touching every single book. But of course, yeah. the one that the camera focuses on is the one, one that he absorbs. And he stands up, and now he knows karate. Because yeah, the book he, is is a, a Bruce Lee book. Yeah, which, okay, that's one point right here that pisses me off. Because, like, what book can you pick up and learn and learn Jeet Kune Do from reading it? I don't know. I mean, never mind Meteor Man. This how do you even write the techniques? <laughs> I mean, how do you put that into words, really? It, 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 I, I don't know. But anyway, he, he, he learns Kung Fu or Karate. Yeah, and he goes up there and starts, you know, he's you just having doing his Bruce Lee impressions with the walls and everything. Yeah, and then, of course, even though in movie time it's actually a minute, but 30 seconds go, goes by, he loses his powers. He goes running back to the pile of books and he thinks he has found the Bruce Lee oh, book again. Oh, 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 before that, I just want to mention there's a, there's, there's or what should have been a fight between. There's another little, uh, one of the junior lords who apparently knows Kung Fu. They call him Kung Fu Master Larry. And he goes up there and he's like, just all he does is like a bunch of stances and kicks in the air. He doesn't actually go and attack Media Man. No. And so he goes, when he finally does go to attack him, Media Man just uses Super Beth, blows him across the street, and then he just runs away like a bitch. Yeah. Well, they yeah. do that later, too. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're coming to that. Yeah. So then he grabs this other book and it happens. <laughs> It happens to have the same back cover as Bruce Lee's book, but it's not Bruce Lee's book. Nope. It's like the beginner's guide to runway modeling. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then we get... That was that was thirty seconds right there. Yeah, yeah that that part was thirty seconds. Yeah, all right. So then it wears off, and they, <laughs> they they start fighting again. And of course, Simon is a street fighter. He's you know he's in a gang, so he starts kicking Jeff's ass again, knocks yep. Jeff down, and then picks up a dumpster and he's gonna smash it down on. on he's gonna do him in. Meteor this is it. When all of a sudden he hears. Barking from the side, and it's Jeff's dog. Jeff, get up! Get up! Jeff! Now Simon can hear it because he's got the yeah. media power. Yeah. So then he throws the the dumpster at the dog, and ah! <laughs> and then and then picks up Jeff and throws him 
over the building, over onto the next block. He throws him into the stratosphere. Jeff's yeah, gone. Jeff's gone. Then he he's got he's got the the meteor powers, and he's going a little nuts. And he's like he's like shoot me, shoot me. Yeah, so they all start shooting him, but with what guns? Where those guns come from? I don't know. This dude, took them. this dude in this bad blonde dreadlock wig, because it looks bad. He just hands <laughs> out guns to Don Cheadle and the other two, and they just start shooting him. So where was he? He was pretty late to the party. He cocked up pretty bad because it could have. If he would have shown up a few minutes sooner, he could have put a quick end to this a long time ago. Yeah. So. So then, after they get done shooting him, Simon's all pumped up, and he's like, I want to talk to all the world leaders. And that's yeah, it. That's yeah, all he says. Then, yeah, well, he doesn't get a chance because, you know, uh, one of the Golden Lords happens to look up on the top of the building, and I guess he forgets I guess he forgets this is not uh, some Shakespeare stage play or something, because he's like, I want to meet with all the world leaders. Simon, look! Simon, look! <laughs> he looks up at the top of the building, and there's Robert Townsend. He's back again, and, and he's, he's in his uniform. Suit. Yeah, it is his uniform. Yeah, and, and 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 they're like, he's he's like, show's over. Says who? Says Media Man. <laughs> and they all start laughing, which they should have. Yeah, <laughs> but and then- here's my problem. Here's my problem, okay? Because he flies down and he just, you know, rams Simon. He shoulder charges Simon. You need, you know. Then we go into the. I mean, he 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 beats up Simon and Don Cheadle. He ties them up, and then he absorbs the powers back from Simon. Yeah, he grabs Simon by the hands, and then it, it's like a a fucking video game where you see from Simon's forearm, you see that this. It lights up green, and you see it start to drain down his hand, and then drain up in the meteor man's hand. He pulled a Shang Tsung. Yeah, yeah, it's like his life to... bar went down. <laughs> so, so then uh, he he's got Simon and and his two lieutenants, Don Cheadle, all tied up, and then the other Golden Lords are, are like, "Well, you can't like, take all of us." Of them, yeah, they all come. They're like, "Yeah, you're gonna get your butt kicked." They're all surround. He just goes. He turns around. He's like, "Oh, y'all, what's up with Meteor Man? What?" And they all just run. They all run away. There's 16 of them. Yeah. One of him. 16 of you guys. So and they all run. Yeah. So then he goes to the dumpster, pulls it off. He uses X-ray vision to see that the oh, dog's hey, ribs wait, are broken. We forgot. We forgot about the baby lords. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even gonna talk about them. But well, yes, they're, both, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, yeah, they, it pisses me off that we've got like little five-year-olds being golden lords. Just sick stuff. But here's my problem with this scene: is that we just told you how they all ran away, but the baby lords stand there like they're gonna fight him. Yeah, which, they have more heart than all of them. Which they, they don't. He ties them up. You know, and just yeah, leaves of course. Them, but. Of course, he just cyclones them. But here's my other problem, though. You know that that whole time. You know when when once they got the media powers, once they absorbed the media powers, Simon, I mean, he had him too technically, but you know Jeff was still getting his ass kicked. Yeah. What was the difference between going and getting that suit on? There's nothing special about that suit, but it seems like as soon as he put the suit on, they became they confident. Everything, everything he should have been doing like five minutes ago. 
Maybe it just gave would... him confidence. Ah, uh, uh-huh. horseshit. That looks like shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, so he... God, so, 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 the dog. Yeah, so he is losing his powers and he can't fix this dog. So Bill Cosby comes and uses what's left of his powers and heals the dog. The dog gets up. Another fucking power. Now he can heal people. Yeah. He's like Jesus. Yeah, he laid hands on him and the dog got up. So now the dog's got powers, I think, because he's absorbed the radiation. Of course, he already had them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then, of course, Frank Gorshin. Right? Yeah, no. Because Frank Gorshin and, and Cobra come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it can't be over just yet because here comes Cobra. I'm pulling up. And now Meteor Man still has no powers anymore. But he's got his suit on. And, and you know, Frank Gorshin starts threatening him and, and saying he's going to kill everybody in the neighborhood. Then all of a fucking sudden, a car comes smashing through one of the, the semis on the other side of the street. What did you just say to us? I said a car came smashing through the side of came one of the semis. Through the side of a semi. Like fucking, what car can do that? Like fucking Dukes of Hazard, but it was a black <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> it was like, okay, first of all, yeah, like the Dukes of Hazard, like it, it generally jumped off of what? I don't know. But it smashed through the side of a, of a, a semi. Yeah. How? I don't know. Science. Well, they, they, <laughs> they figured out something because, yeah, it's like this black grand marquee with a vinyl roof just like smashes through the side of a semi truck and it lands and, and you know, it's outcomes. It. Out comes uh, Cypress Hill and Naughty by Nature, the Bloods and the Crips. Jesus Lord. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, uh, Looks like all of you are going to be taking a vacation along with Meteor Man. Have a nice trip. Maybe you should think about taking a little vacation. What? 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 What is that? What is... I could take a vacation. Why didn't I think? And then you just see standing up, red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, red. Yeah, blue. Very, uh, very coordinated. Yeah, yeah. Duck, duck, the 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 gang has now popped up, and they're they they've all got guns, and they're aiming them at at uh, Cobra. So Frank Gorshin's like, yeah, I think we need to go. Yeah, which thanks for showing up on time, you guys. Where were you all about a, about twenty minutes? Yeah. Ago? So as as Frank Gorshin and and their Vandross are trying to get away, the cops finally show up. Oh, now the cops show up after everybody's done the dirty work. Yeah, the cops show up and and arrest everybody, and the day is saved, and now the movie's over. Yeah, and it, it just abruptly ends. It just freezes on a picture of Jeff in Meteor Man suit, and that's all. Yeah. What makes you cool is your attitude, your inner self. It's not the way your hair is cut. It's not the clothes you wear. Not the clothes. clothes. (laughs) It's not what you drink. You got that right. You got Pepsi for me?
Who knew? Life is more important than material things. You don't need all the gold and the diamond rings. Yeah, you make a lot of money and you make it fast. You get busted. You go straight to a jail cell, man. It's going on. Police are getting serious. I don't mean to this, but you gotta get out of this. Straight up, straight up, man. It's a known fact. It ain't enough money that can get your life back. with this movie is that everyone is so one-dimensional and shallow they're they're when you make a superhero movie you gotta have some kind of stakes you know right like like they set up early that that jeff you know just got out of a relationship but he has a thing for one of the teachers but then they shut that teacher relationship down real fucking quick because she's dating Sinbad yeah his only point to being in the movie and this is like yeah in, in, I mean that's that's it so he has no girlfriend then you could say okay well he's he's a superhero because his parents were injured but all all Benston got was a, a cut on his forehead right mm-hmm. and his mother nothing they use him they use her as bait yeah, so there, there's no real stakes, no real reason for him to be a superhero. Other no than being... no reason to give a damn about these people because they're assholes. Yeah. They wanted to run him out of town because of some shit they started. And I, I know it, this was made in the early 90s, so they're trying to go for the whole... I mean, he is kind of a proto-Tyler Perry in that he's making a movie with a message. Message? <laughs> But, you know, in, instead of the religious message, it's, you know, nonviolence and no black on black violence, that kind of stuff, anti drug, which was big in the 90s. But if you don't have characters that sort of, you know, show any kind of development, like, why not have, have Eddie Griffin, instead of a teacher, have him as, you know, a. A golden lord that used to be yeah. Jeff's friend, and then you know redeems himself at the end, or or something. I mean, there's any no of that point to the movie. Sense. Any of that would have made sense. Those are all real valid points, you know. Um, the other thing is they went totally overboard with these fucking powers. Yeah, it's not like they, they couldn't make up their mind what they wanted him to have. I mean, he's like we said, this is like Superman on crack. You know, it's just like. They, they started out with, you know, most of the same kind of like, you know, invincibility and mm-hmm. speed and flying and laser eyes. But then they just, I mean, you know, they can absorb knowledge from books and he can do, I mean, and, and super breath and telekinesis. Okay, they just kind of just looked at every comic book they had and just gave him everything. Yeah. Which, uh, and so, some of the powers 
are kind of vague, like the whole electronic thing. And then some of them are just way too specific. Like, I can talk to dogs. And some of them are just terrible. Like, I can irradiate the ground and grow, you know, cancer-causing vegetables. And what I mean, it, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense, you know? No, and that's probably why this was his last movie. Because it cost... It cost $30 million to make... It only made eight million. Whoa! Total. Yeah. Well, you know, eight million U.S. So I mean, that's a huge flop. Well, I, I doubt this thing did anything overseas. <laughs> no. Yeah. If they took it overseas, which I doubt. Yeah, and you know, like we said, we saw this movie on opening weekend. I mean, I don't, I don't remember how old I was at that. Was it ninety-three? Okay, so I was maybe I was almost twelve. Because mm-hmm. this was in the summer, so. I mean, I don't know. As a kid, I mean, I guess I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think I probably rented it one other time. Yeah, I probably you know, did back too. Back in the mid to late nineties, whatever, and you know, maybe saw it another time and thought it was good. You know, watch it this time though. Actually, hold on a second. I've got my notes right here. The, the notations I made. Um, the second page. I guess it's about thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes into the movie, and I actually wrote in the header at the top in really huge letter. I don't like this movie anymore. Like a big like. <laughs> The underline because it's just I mean I, I don't it doesn't hold up but it's certainly I mean it's it's I don't even think I show this to the kids I mean it's just I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't show them this no I, I wouldn't either wouldn't go start doing something else I wouldn't either this one was hard hopefully it really was. Our- it was so slow it was so I mean uh, again I don't know how I enjoyed this thing before because watching now I could barely get through it man yeah hopefully our next movie night will be better. Yeah, we got to choose a more fun one this time. But, you know, we had to do this one. Yeah, we, we had to get this one out of the way. And we are sorry to any of those shows that that, that we suggested this movie for them to do. <laughs> now we understand. Yep. Yep, but we did it. You know, maybe we just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so let's uh, wrap, wrap it up here. Of course, check our Facebook page, facebook.com slash deathcakespodcast. Yep. Again, our email is deathcakespod, all one word, at gmail.com. Yeah, check us on the Twitter, man. We're at deathcakespod on Twitter. I'm also there at Iraqski. Yeah, and our Tumblr page. You can see our our blog posts, our revision blog posts. Yeah, because, you know, there's nothing worse than listening to a podcast and they said something that was totally wrong and you're like screaming into your headphones you want to yell back at them well we kind of do that for you we go back and we kind of tell you where we messed up and if you know if you notice anything that we missed you know hey feel free to uh write write us or uh, tweet at us too yeah leave a comment on on the tumblr page and that's deathcakespod.tumblr.com yes sir so yeah let's call this a night i'm done um <laughs> gonna go have a shot of those lunas yeah <laughs> all right gang see you next time see ya Ugh.
It's cool. 